This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, June 9th, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. Are you ready for another round of quantitative easing? The Federal Reserve's efforts at propping up housing and other markets and trying to push down unemployment have thus far been unsuccessful. Jim Dorn, academic vice president at the Cato Institute and editor of Cato Journal, argues that until we let prices settle down, uncertainty will prevail in the economy. The Fed's engaged in quantitative easing now for about two years, uh, and it's expanded its balance sheet by about $2 trillion. That means that the monetary base, the currency plus reserves, is expanded by about $2 trillion uh, in, in that shorter period of time. But yet, the unemployment rate is still around 9% or more, and the economy has slowed in the first quarter this year to less than 2%. Uh, so they're talking about, you know, putting more fuel on, on the fire uh, with a quantitative easing three. Now, Bernanke hasn't supported that yet, but there's talk that uh, uh, they move may move in that uh, direction uh, to try to, quote, stimulate the economy uh, at this point. But Bernanke just called the idea that you can use monetary policy to stimulate the economy at this point in time a panacea. Uh, it's no panacea. He said it's no panacea to try to use monetary policy at this in this type of climate. Uh, by what she means that uh, the Fed can't really affect real variables like uh, employment by simply printing money. Uh, we've known that for decades, uh, but the Fed doesn't seem to understand it. Uh, and uh, hopefully uh, they will say, okay, quantitative three is going to be a huge mistake, and uh, we, we can't solve all the economy's problems by simply printing more money. Uh, in fact, it's going to create even larger problems in the future. So when they say, we want to stimulate the economy, your assessment is that they mean we want to prop up housing and equity prices keep and keep interest rates low for some, some period of time into the future to prevent the adjustment that is going to take place one way or another. Well, in particular, prop up bond prices, since they're financing a large part of the government de- deficit right now. Uh, about probably 60 or 70 percent of new treasury issues are being bought by the Fed uh, in this latest $600 billion QE2 effort. So if you're keeping a bubble in the bond market basically by uh, pegging bond prices and and keeping interest rates at artificially low levels, uh, this is not sustainable. uh, And if they continue doing this, you're going to get inflation. Inflation expectations have already increased, and if inflation occurs, uh, that that's going to let the uh, asset prices will fall, uh, including further declines in housing prices, stock prices, bond prices, which will be very detrimental for the overall economy. And in the doing all of this in the name of unemployment, which, if your scenario plays out, uh, will not be helped at all. Not at all. In fact, we'll have another period of stagflation. Uh, in which you have inflation and high unemployment. Uh, we were already starting with a base of about 9% unemployment. Uh, inflation is less than 2%, depending how you measure it, uh, but it could easily increase uh, to 4 or 5% or more. Remember, Nixon in 1971 put wage price controls on when inflation was 3%. In fact, it was a little less than 3%. So uh, we could see a situation where we get in- inflation and the Congress decides to put wage price controls on, which would distort prices even more. Uh, that's not inconceivable. What the Federal Reserve is doing is trying to, in in one sense, 
prop up all of these these various markets, but also accommodate uh, an incredible pace of federal spending uh, by providing the debt issues that support that spending. Well, that's exactly right. We should be cutting government spending, cutting the size and scope of government, uh, reducing marginal tax rates to stimulate uh, savings and investment, uh, and making structural changes, regulatory changes that are pro-market that basically help us grow the real economy. Uh, Federal Reserve policy has become lately fiscal policy. It's simply financing the government debt. Uh, and allowing the government to uh, overspend, and uh, this is what got us into trouble in the first place. For a business person, uh, knowing that markets are going to try to get back to that that point, and that so much, so many uh, commodities, so many things are overvalued, uh, they're not clear on what they should be doing with the resources they have. Well, that's right. Fed policy, since the Fed doesn't operate by any uh, uh, pre-announced monetary rule, it's simply pure discretion uh, in a pure fiat money regime, uh, the future value of the dollar is uncertain. Uh, And if we're running these large uh, deficits and the uh, Fed is basically monetizing those, uh, basically printing money to pay for the uh, deficit spending, this increases expectations of inflation, a lower value of the dollar in the future. And since uh, oil and other commodities are priced in dollars, uh, they're going to want higher dollar prices for those commodities, the uh, foreign sellers of those commodities. Uh, so the Fed policy indirectly is affecting relative prices in the marketplace. It's distorting relative prices. Uh, so market forces, supply and demand, instead of setting the price of oil, it's being affected also by Fed policy. Uh, and this creates problems with making investment decisions. Uh, it, it leads to more uncertainty and therefore slows economic growth. Uh, and this is a situation we're in at the, at, the, at the present moment. In all markets, if supply increases relative to demand, uh, the price, the value goes down. Um, that's certainly true of the U.S. dollar as well. Well, what happens, of course, is that the uh, Fed's been printing a lot of money the last couple of years, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not just staying in, parked in banks in the United States. The, the, the carry trade means that uh, people are borrowing at low interest rates in the United States, taking that money elsewhere, including China, and uh, bidding up asset prices there. So it's kind of like the gold standard when the dollar is a uh, – when you peg to the dollar, like the Chinese do, for example – uh, if dollars flow out of the United States, it's going to raise prices uh, elsewhere around the world. So it has a global impact. And uh, when commodities are priced in dollars, uh, if the future value of the dollar is expected to go down, uh, commodity uh, owners are going to be wanting to sell those commodities at higher prices. So this affects the price of gasoline in the United States, for example, in addition to the real forces of demand and supply. So it introduces noise into the system, uncertainty, and distorts uh, investment decisions. Uh, So it imposes an extra cost on each transaction that wouldn't be there if you had uh, prediction of stable prices over the long run. In this discussion about AQE3, uh, it is almost, it's almost never mentioned that the adjustment that our economy has attempted to make and sort of got part of the way there uh, is necessary that that there's there's no way around that this idea that houses are still overvalued in many places 
Well, that's right. Uh, politicians don't like to make adjustments that impose costs on people, and they're spending other people's money. Uh, but the money is starting to run out uh, in terms of uh, raising more taxes. Uh, so they want the Fed basically to, you know, monetize the debt and, uh, in effect, bail the government out uh, by printing money. Well, we know what happened in Zimbabwe when they tried to do that. Uh, we're, we're nowhere near that at this point. Uh, but we have to take uh, really definite steps uh, right now to avoid serious, more serious problems in the future. So the longer that we postpone making these adjustments, particularly decreasing uh, the rate of government spending, uh, lowering marginal tax rates, regulatory reform, monetary stability, w w by which I mean that the Fed, instead of using pure discretion, has some type of a rule. Uh, you can debate the type of rule, uh, but uh, right now there's no constraint, and the Fed's power has increased dramatically over the last several years. Uh, so the rules of the game have to change, and the incentives have to change to enlarge the scope of the market and to uh, diminish the size of government. And that'll be the referendum uh, next year on the size of government during the election. Jim Dorn is a vice president for academic affairs at the Cato Institute and editor of Cato Journal. You can read or subscribe to Cato Journal at Cato.org.